Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch I'm joined by the wonderful Christine Lydiard and Tim Jones my good host um, George Benson and Matt Carvel who's been missing for a long time Matt uh, we miss you um Oof, I just ran up a set of stairs. I'm a bit breathless. Um, <laughs> George uh, is in Wales doing his, he's his training. His yes, he's doing a master's course. Yeah. Yeah. So this Sunday, we are back in our preaching series on uh, Hope is Here, looking at the really interesting story of Jesus cursing a fig tree. And we will delve into that in a little bit. But before that, we've had, we've had a quite an, an interesting, heated discussion. Christine's rolling eyes. I am rolling uh, eyes. <laughs> talking about the whole Gary Lineker and the tweet that he put out. Uh, it was last week, wasn't it? Criticizing the government policy on immigration, comparing, saying that the language used in it was similar to uh, 1930s Germany. Um, caused a huge uproar on the Twitter sphere uh, and subsequently led to the BBC pulling Gary Lineker from the match of the day, which is a superb weekly show that he hosts on football matches. Um, <laughs> there could be people we watching who have no idea who Gary Lineker is. So. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, or maybe you're used to, you've missed your weekly source of entertainment or conversation. You've tuned into Live Lunch and welcome. Um, anyway, so alongside him, all his hosts step back, and, and but he's back on this week, which is really good. Uh, and so, yeah, so we were having a conversation about what were our thoughts on it. And Christine, you had the final say, and so I'm going to give you the first say before we jump into a summary of the preach. So what were your thoughts on what Gary Lineker did? Um... I thought that the, the language he used wasn't helpful. I'm sympathetic with what he was trying to bring to light. And I think that we need to have very thought through views on what impartiality means. And um, I read an article by Mary Beard this week, and I, I think I agree with her that um, people in public life or in a particular profession who are re- required to be impartial Um, have to be impartial when they are fulfilling the duties of that profession. This was not on match of the day. It wasn't uh, anything to do with sport and it was on his own private Twitter feed. I know he has a large following but um, I think there's been a storm in a teacup here and I think there's been pressure applied to the BBC that has just made this get out of proportion. How do you think as Christians we should respond to situations like this? Um, private views being uh, expressed publicly. And then I guess like the um, the knock-on impact or or the implication, it could be to anything that you're associated with. By this, I even mean the church that you're, you're part of. Um, Tim, you had some thoughts on that? Yeah, I th- I, it's been impressed on me in a, a number of different settings recently that there's... Uh, there's there's a sense where you could be utterly righteous in in what you say and um, 
you've, you've still got to understand that there, I guess it's almost a pastoral responsibility that when you say something publicly as, as a, a public individual, even if you're saying it privately publicly, you know, private, private Twitter, I, it's, not, it's not the mouthpiece of the BBC or anything, there's, uh, there is, you carry a weight if you're, if you're prominent in public life. And um, that is apt to uh, go off in all different directions. It will, go, it will hit people emotionally in, in uh, a way that is unpredictable. And you, you could still be right in your sentiments, but um, not, even, not even necessarily unwise in, in saying it. It's just unpredictable. I think, mm. I think that you need, to, you need to predict its unpredictability if you know what I mean, and, and realize that uh, when, when you say something uh, within your rights to say, it goes out with power if you're a public individual. Um, and that's quite apart from whatever I might think about mm -hmm. Lineker and um, mm -hmm. what's gone on there. But we have a responsibility as people who hear things to engage with what's been spoken and to behave in a civil manner. And I think that what we see in social media at the moment are knee-jerk responses, this cancel, cancel culture, and we are not... It doesn't further debate. No. It doesn't further well, intentionally not. any yeah. kind of agreement. There's, there's a, you're on that side, I'm on this, and never the, the two shall meet, and we're just going to you know, be critical. And we've lost that sense of, you know, engaging our minds. Yeah, and I, th I think that there's a positive case to be made, actually. You know, as, as this, this current experiment plays itself out, you do get to the end of experiments. You do, you do get to a point where you're like, oh, we're not having any conversations anymore because yeah. I tap out before anything interesting mm. happens, yes. which we don't in this room. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we're going to find out when we get into the word. But, but I, I, I think that actually there's going to come a thirst for the goodness of disagreement. You know, actually where you're like, I, f I remember the old days when I used to go and disagree with my friend down the pub and, you know, we'd still finish the evening and we'd be agreed to disagree, mm. you know, when you can go your separate ways, but you've, but you've been provoked and you th yes. you're thinking again. And there's just the joy of having your mind, you know, electrocution brought, yeah. brought back. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. It, is, it yeah. is so helpful because I, both the Gary Lineker, I've been listening to both sides of the argument and both sides of the argument have fascinating points. Uh, I guess there's certain emphasis on, on either end of the conversation. And as you said, I, I remember being in the, a few years ago in conversations and pubs disagreements, being quite invigorating and being like, oh, I feel really refreshed. Um, even though we've had diff a difference yeah. of opinion, I may have learned something new or I may have challenged my perspective exactly. on certain things. But you might now, not be willing to admit that you've learned something new in that <laughs> instance, you know? Yeah, but but, it, it, but it, it, now it feels more like a, a fear, more like an, a drain on you. Like, oh, yeah. we've disagreed about this. this. That will run its course. What's happened? That, why, that, why are we landed up in this situation? Well, let's look, look, that's a longer conversation. But <laughs> let me tell you, one person who said things that always disturb us <laughs> and always good. provoke us yes. is so our let's, Lord. Let's, so let's, let's get into the scripture. Let's, let's get into scripture. There's a segue, right? Gary Lineker said something really emotive and to communicate a point but we can argue whether that was helpful or not helpful but in this story we've got Jesus doing something one could say equally one could say was emotive uh, and he, he he has this this reaction to this, this poor fig tree and curses the fig tree instead of like walking on to the next fig tree and grabbing another set of figs um, his fig tree he can do what he likes with it <laughs> yeah yeah he can anyway, said, I <laughs> um, so, we, so we've got this this emotive reaction uh, but obviously there's, there's a lot more to the story than, than just the outburst. So should we dig into the story? Um, shall I read it? Yes, please. Just read. So we're, just this, the story, none of your views as yet. 
<laughs> Matthew 21 and verse, I think it's 18. In the morning as he was returning to the city, he became hungry and seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it, but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Amen. Well, one thing, sorry. Were you going to say something? Yeah, it just hit, it just hit me. Uh, just the parallel between that and him calming the storm. It's his storm. It's his fig tree. If he oh. says something to his elements, and he's right to be indignant <clears throat> when they're out of whack. Mm. Oh, we live in a cursed world. We live in a world that's you know curses the ground because of you, says the Lord to Adam. Oh. But that doesn't make it right. That, that's the status of things. And the indignation of Jesus when he encounters his world disobeying him yeah. he's not just he's not just you know reflexive about it it's just it's his antipathy to evil mm. that, that it just bursts out and even why is this why is this fig tree deficient why is it doing that you, you who knows there's natural reasons you know it hasn't generated the first fruits that it should have done and he just sees in it a parallel that that's the same thing that hasn't flourished in my people mm. And I'm as indignant about that as I am about this, this, and this will serve as a demonstration. Yeah, so, yeah. So I guess the, the first question is, what has the fig tree got to do with me? Good question. Tim. What, what, what's, <laughs> what have fig trees got to do with it? Yeah. It, I mean, to go back to what I was just saying, the fig tree is disobedient here. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what he's saying to it. <laughs> you've, you've been, you haven't done, you haven't done as you should have done. And you could say, well, I didn't get the rain, didn't get the sun, didn't mm. get, you know. He's, he's not really saying, let's, let's analyse the problem. He's saying that <coughs> this, this fruitlessness is the problem. Yeah. Mm. It's, not, it's not bearing as it should bear. Mm. And this is quite apart from the fact that he's the word of God, the one who is the curse spoken. Mm. He's, he, he is that same word. Mm. But he's also the word, let there be light, and, mm. and go forth and multiply. He's that word. Mm. And that's the, the overarching and more eternal word. Mm. He's crossed with the interim word and the interim situation of the curse. And, uh, and what it means for... Let's talk about the imagery. Just tell us a bit about fig trees and well, other plants. Um, uh, we, when we think of a fig tree, we probably even can't even imagine what one looks like. But obviously, in Israel, they were... Part, part of everybody's life and in fact they were used throughout the bible as an image of the people of israel alongside um, olives and vines so when jesus curses a fig tree it's like he's cursing israel so that's where this is a motive mm-hmm. um, to mm. go back to that earlier link about um, emoti- it's doing a vision something of the emotive good life as well isn't it so it's like every man under his own fig tree is like that, that we, we don't yeah. we wouldn't think that that's a vision of a good life but that's like every man on his own yacht or whatever yeah, like the, 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 fig, the fig tree is is the yacht yeah, yeah. fig tree yeah. <laughs> you've got, you've got is that your flex yeah, yeah exactly wow. yeah so, so so when jesus saying to nathaniel i saw you under the fig tree mm. you know i saw wow. you saw you in your crib like, wow. like, like just enjoying the good life yeah, yeah it's it's that 
and and he says of Nathaniel, he is a true Israel in yeah. whom there is no God. It's that it's there's that link between yeah. it's a vision of Israel, but it's a vision of good time Israel, right. flourishing. But it's also a link to that earlier passage with Mm. the temple, isn't it? Because we're seeing the same thing there, that this is disobedience. They're not treating the house of God as they should, or God himself. And they've got all the outward signs, but Mm. actually what's inside isn't right. And here we've got a tree, it's got all the outward signs, Mm. it's got the leaves, but it hasn't got the fruit. And that's what Israel, uh, the state of Israel at that time, they were not producing the fruit of uh, sonship, of, mm. of being a child of God and, Faith, and experiencing prayer, all yeah. the blessings mm. that that brings to them. Mm. I guess even recognizing that the Messiah was amongst them. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, what would you say to somebody who's just listening to this and, and thinking, oh, they've, they've read these verses. Man, my life is not very fruitful at the moment. I'm being diligent, I'm being honest, you, yeah. you know, but I'm not bearing much fruit. Uh, in what I'm doing, maybe, maybe for whatever reason, then a season of I don't know unemployment. Unemployment. So it might even be within your own employment. You're feeling I'm just not feeling very, very fruitful in my life at the moment. What would you say to them? Well, it's 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 not a one size fits all on that at all. So I I, I would listen, but I I've, I can tell you some of the more controversial things that I've said, and uh, I, I think one one that comes to mind is when people say I'm trying so hard and I just can't I can't get through I can't I can't hear God and my life's not not gaining anything and I'm trying so much. If someone says to me I'm trying so much, I tend to say Why don't you stop trying? Mm. Why Why don't you Why don't you quit completely and just say. God, if you're real, you do you do you. You 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 come come and be real for me. Come 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 and show you show yourself gracious, mm. and then literally do nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. That that can really sort of rock. it's not necessarily a Pharisaical soul that's trying to win favor with God. There, it's just sometimes you get stuck in self provision mm. and stuck into that place of anti grace, mm. and so that. I wouldn't say that to everyone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, think, I think that there is just, sometimes I've seen, you, the thing that's going to get you out of this is giving up. Yeah. And you, you're going to just have to give up and and say, and say, come Lord Jesus. You know, come, yeah. come, come and be Lord. Come and be miraculous. Come and be the blesser. I mean, that's, that's what, he's, he's mad here. Uh, the, the lack of relational dependence. Like when, when, when Christine's saying about sonship, this is Israel who doesn't want to be a son, wants, yeah. to, wants to go wants and to leave the coop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, it, Jerusalem, I want to gather you. I want, you, you know, gather you like a mother hen and all this, mm-hmm. this kind of language. Chicks are, chicks are not making their own way. They're gathered in mm-hmm. and they're nourished and, and they're raised. And it's, it, it's that dwelling. It's the, it's the Mary Martha thing. It's the sitting at the feet rather than busying mm-hmm. yourself. So that's that's one angle. I'm sure that there are other wiser pastoral counsels that could be given. What's that Eugene Peterson book about? There's a long, is it a, a long obedience in the same direction. Mm. That uh, direction is important. Could you link that about, in the description? It's about suggest? the state of our hearts. You know that um, that we can be walking towards God or away from Him. And I think you know, for somebody in this situation, they're concerned about this. They are concerned about God and their walk with Him. I think that's a totally different thing to walking in the other direction. Mm. And um, I think we all need to realise that we all sin. Scripture says, when we sin, we have an advocate, <coughs> Jesus Christ the righteous. It's not that we're called to be perfect. And in fact, we won't be perfect this side of eternity 
but um, and there's grace for mistakes. Yeah. Um, but also, life has ups and downs. There are different seasons. There are seasons when I really feel close to God and I know Him really closely. There are times when it, I would describe it as like a dry time. But it's where's my direction? Where's my face looking towards? And this is, I think, this is what we're talking about with dependence. That when you're dependent, you're looking toward God, aren't you? Um, whereas if you're independent. Or doing what the Jews were doing, they were, they'd created a, a gospel of their own, hadn't they? A gospel of works, that if I do these things, so what they were doing was saying, well, I'm, God, I'm the God of my life because I'm the only one who can achieve it, achieve the, the salvation or whatever it is they're looking for. Um, whereas Jesus has freely given us everything. Mm. And... You know, I think it, it is, a, is, is a matter of where you're setting your face towards. Mm. Oh, so helpful. Um, <clears throat> going to blessings and curses. Um, something that Toby talked about was expecting God to bless us. Um, yes, yeah, so he, he, so he started by defining what a curse was. I thought he did yeah. a wonderful job of just, just saying, uh, you know, okay, let's start by saying what blessing is. Best mm. Blessing is being uh, caused to thrive in life and to mm. flourish. And, and cursing has that sense of being cut off. It's the mm. opposite of that. It's just, like, you, you know, things being stopped at the level mm. that they are mm. and diminished thereafter, you know, that... that I, I thought that's really helpful because for us, as we were saying before, we talk about cussing and cursing as, as swear words or something yeah. like that. And it seems more um, as opinion or something like that being given. But in this, it's action. It's talking about, it's talking about the thriving of life or the diminishing of life. Mm. So, so what does the blessed life look for the Christian? So the person who's, who's seeking God. Victories, uh, ob- <laughs> obvious, obviously. <laughs> Under your own victory. So, so what happens to the, what would you say to the Christian? So the person who is, who is intentionally pursuing God and seeking God in prayer and seeking God, you know, his, his, his blessing or his favor on their life. What does that look like? Does that look like the victory, uh, having lots of victories or does that look, what does that look different? I don't think it always looks like you're ultra successful and everything's going for you all the time. I don't think that's what blessing is. I think our, the biggest blessing that we have is having Jesus in our lives. He's the greatest gift, isn't he? And it's the blessing is about our relationship with him and the outworking of that into our lives, whether it is through uh, a difficult season or whether it's through times that are much easier. So um, blessing will encompass every aspect of our lives and God wants us to flourish. But that doesn't mean to say that everything's going to work out well or the way I want. Mm. But we walk through it and we keep on in our relationship with God. And that's where the blessing lies. I guess should we... So, you know, you take the, the parable of the, of the talents uh, and the person who, who turned five talents into ten and ten, tal- ten talents into twenty? I've got the numbers mixed up, haven't I? Yeah, he had loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically <laughs> yeah, multiplied. They made more. Yeah, he did his work. <laughs> he did his work and multiplied. Um, there's plenty of stories or, or, or there's... Or at least I know people are even in my own, sometimes in my own work situation you you put your best efforts into something and it doesn't multiply um, it doesn't it doesn't double or doesn't triple or whatever um, should we then be asking God to really should we change our expectation of what our output needs to be or bearing fruit would that be blessing uh, I think in that story there's a lack of trust isn't there on the on the behalf of the person that just buries the money hmm. they're not trusting in in God 
And I think that we need to trust God in all circumstances. And he looks at our heart. So even if we don't perceive there's fruit, who's to say the fruit isn't character being worked into our lives? Mm. You, 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 you have no kind of vantage point on the fruit, really. No. Mm. You know, sometimes your friends do, and sometimes people can reflect it to you, and you're, you're surprised. Oh, you see that? You actually see God working. And that's, and that's the mercy of God. But a lot of the time, you, do, you can't read it, and you shouldn't read it. Let, let me just say that. I'm looking for this verse here from Romans 5.1. Therefore, since that we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, through our Lord Jesus. Mm. Now, like peace is a slippery fish because you can think, oh, I just feel chilled. That's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the war. Mm. Your war with the Lord is over. Mm. And I think that um, what, does, what does a fruitful life look like? It looks like, you know, the same way Paul starts all his letters, grace and peace to you. Grace is the, the free gift mm. given. Peace is the result. Mm. The fact, it, therefore, we have peace with God. Yeah. You're aware of two things, that there was a war, that it's over. Yeah. There was, there was, you, you, you didn't know it maybe you'd set your face against the Lord of life mm. and he said no your face will be set towards me and you, you know even like sometimes as you get a, a toddler and say look in my eyes look mm. at me he said that to the Christian he's, he's taken your chin made you look him in the eye and said we're together now and that's peace. peace with God mm. yeah and I think therefore fruitfulness in whatever season always consists of reckoning upon that and acting as if even if like your uh, your your faith or experience or whatever seems to have dissipated you you bank upon that you you i guess i guess you take god seriously in yeah. it. you say you say you've said i have peace with you therefore i'm going to live like i have peace with you like the war's over like you're not holding me at arm's length like you're not punishing me like, yeah. like if you're instructing me it's not because you hate me it's mm. because you know you alone have unknown therefore i'll discipline you, you know? mm. and that there's love and there's peace and you're saying i'm taking you seriously in this for whatever reason this fig tree was not doing that and the, and the storm on the sea is not doing that and jesus says be quiet be, mm. be muscled you know mm. because they're his and we're his that, that is really helpful because you know, you you can quite often, even in so let's say evangelism is is precious and it's important for us as Christians. We want to see the world disciple. We want to bear fruit in our evangelism. But I know there's been people that we've been praying for for years, year, decades, and, and not seeing any fruit in in those prayers. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the way there may be people watching this who've faithfully, diligently toiled at something, whether it's activity or whether it's earnestly in prayer. And not seen any fruit with it, and knowing that I, th- I that's think, how we just find I our think that's a messy way to use the word fruit. Yeah. Like yeah. When people talk about evangelistic fruit, I'm always nervous because I think that's not how Scripture uses it. <laughs> when when Paul says to the Romans, "I'm going to come amongst you that I might have some fruit," he's not saying that I might convert some of you because they're all Christians. Mm. He's saying that 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 fruit of the peace of God mm. it might might reign amongst this community that you're going to know more of Him. And mm. so I I. Yeah, I'm just wary of that. Like, what would you call it? It's kind of just a meshing of terms mm. where you talk about evangelistic fruit and fruit as the scriptures. I don't think they're the same at all. Really, it's mm. really helpful, mate. Yeah, fruit are a consequence of a life lived before God. Whatever well, lived, that might lived be. Lived in his love. Lived yeah. in his love. Yeah. Expecting yeah. something from him. Expect, expecting some fathering. Yeah. 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 
I don't know if Toby touched on this in the preach, but it it does end with whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. Yeah, Inclu- including mountains di- <laughs> like being displaced. And, I see, I was, yeah. I've always thought of it as like, you consider this mountain move and it'll be moved, and it's like oh wow, that's like a really big faith goal that you have. But he was like, no, he was probably pointing to the mountain which is Templeton, mm. uh, and and pointing to his 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 death and his resurrection. Yeah. Isn't that what Toby said? Which I found really fascinating. So I didn't think about it. I, I being the selfish person I am, I immediately uh, applied it Talk, to what about the like Goliaths of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a bit chaotic mountains. if everybody was moving mountains, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? I think, yeah, thankfully, all of these <laughs> prayers and all of these wishes are subject to a superintending will of God. Yes. Which, uh, and and the, the so biggest good. mountain, I also to speak, would have been the, the distance between us and God. Yeah. Which is what he was, he was yeah. removing. That's great. And saying in yeah. him, that big mountain has been moved and yeah. if, 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 you, if you want to say make this war over yeah. you know, take 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 it away then it'll be taken away and it and it is we've got we've got a few minutes <laughs> Toby talked about destructive miracles oh, Tim, yeah. which you said was uh, that re- yeah high point that, for you that was great I think for <laughs> for a couple of reasons that, that actually yes you recognize it actually God does do destructive miracles he's not shy of the or destructive miracle but Toby rightly put the ratio in as well and said you know you've got mm. 30 odd parable uh, but miracles of Jesus being described and they're all positive and then you've got the, the, this one where it's it's not and I was like okay there's there's like, both of those things are encouraging both of them if, if it was all just like you know the happy miracle show and it's, it's it's nothing but it's nothing but your perception of unalloyed glory mm. then you would be suspicious and you think that this 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 isn't right this doesn't seem like the god who actually exists whereas the god who actually exists holds your holds your pain holds your sickness holds your death ultimately and, and stays strong throughout all of those mm. it's not whether you're weak or whether you're strong he's always strong mm. and he's going to persuade you of that in your life through both means wow. he's going to do destructive mm. miracles but mm. he'll do a lot of constructive miracles as well Brilliant. and more the so mm. what, what do you think would be a destructive miracle in somebody's life today I think literally what I'm talking about, I was saying to you guys, I'm reading a book at the moment, um, 48 Meditations for the Sick Bed and uh, the Sick Room and at the Deathbed by Abraham Kuyper. Can, can we which, link uh, that in the description you, as well? You won't be able to find it. It cost me quite a lot of money. <laughs> and so it's hard to find in English as well. Um, but I'm, I'm writing on it for a conference in Canada, which is happening in May. And I think just... He, he, he writes it because he said, look, there's not much pastoral wisdom in the Reformed tradition on this stuff. And what there is doesn't speak our language, is what Kuiper says. He says, you know, it's, it's for, for an older ear, for a different generation. But this, this idea of thinking of the sovereignty of God mm. in your sickness mm. and how, how you go through sickness, how you ultimately go through death. And one chapter which I was preaching on at uh, New Horizons last week was just talking about whether you're weak or strong in any particular point there's 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 a danger if you're if you're strong you think that your strength is of you You, it's not of the lord if you're weak you think that god's against you Mm. yeah and he's saying you need to get out of that whole that whole dynamic and just remember he's strong all the time he's kind all the time Mm. he's peaceful with you all the time Mm. And you'll go through the midst of you know these destructive miracles who allows sickness to come upon you no one but the lord but he loves you mm. and he stays strong and it's not the end of the story mm. Painf- painful as it is and un- unwelcome as it is and you've got to be real about those things you're like yeah. please make it stop we mm-hmm. so want to yeah. be in the green pastures but actually the same psalm talks about 
he's with us in the valley. The valley. Oh. And um, we need to learn to be in both those places. And we, we can be, feel so entitled that everything has to be good. It always has to feel good. But actually, what feels good isn't always the best thing for us. You know, I know I've pl- prayed prayers that I'm so glad uh, were not mm. answered in the way yeah. that I wanted. Um, because God, his sovereignty, sovereignty isn't a kind of an arbitrary sovereignty. It's, a, it's connected to his goodness. And, you know, if there's a destructive miracle, we know it has to be connected to goodness, don't mm. we? That everything, or every way that he acts is always going to be just and fair and righteous and true and all those things that we can't even get to the end of describing. Um, and he's just not capricious. He's no. not spiteful to you. No. He doesn't hate you. No. He's, 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 he's always kind. calling to you. He's so kind. In the midst of the, you know, the bleakness, you mm. know. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, when you do put out this presentation for this campaign, yeah. are you going to get it in May? Yeah, hoping, oh, wow. so, hoping to. Yeah, so so it's a, a conference. Um, Kaiper and Kintsugi, you know the the, Jap- <laughs> the, the Japanese are you know putting that together. So they're just applying wow. Kaiper's teaching, and my my paper's called Kaiper's Pastoral Counsel on Death. So uh, are you going to make this uh, paper available to those who? Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be public, but I, I'll try and do some more intelligible material from it as well because it was an academic paper it's not going to be intelligible it might not be it might not be as consumable as maybe a blog post or something (laughs) so so, um, yeah just having some useful stuff out of it which because I I think I'd love to read it it needs to speak to like the meaninglessness crisis you know like the the, the state of the UK at the moment it needs to speak to, to these kind of things i think it does i think it's wisdom so wow. it needs to reenact oh, man, i'd love to read it with you i'm sure all five of you might <laughs> be interested in reading it um yeah christine probably could write something better yeah, should, but should, no. for the rest of us should, should do a rebuttal yeah. That's <laughs> a, yeah. look forward to that thank you so yeah. much for joining us thank you again christine and tim for being with us this week we look forward to seeing you next week <laughs> <laughs>